Though I've crossed 100,000 miles, I'm feeling very podcasty. Yeah, I am feeling very podcasty. I hope you are, because, you know, we're both sitting in this tin can listening. And I think my podcast knows which way to go. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows. Huh? Hey, welcome everybody. Harlan Williams here. You are on the Harlan Highway. What a show we have today. Dr. Debbie Timer, life coach, is back. A podcast favorite. She's here, uh, you know, helping us get through the, the rigor rolls of life, if that's even a word. Rigor rolls. Would you pass the rigor rolls, please? And the butter. Uh, so she'll be here later in the show. We're going to be talking about things around the house, your pipes, the pipes in your walls, in your uh, ceilings, your electrical cords, all of them a nuisance. Are you a lucky driver? Do you get lucky breaks when you drive? I hope so. And what about obnoxious noises? You ever have someone make an obnoxious noise at you? And even more obnoxious, names. Do you have an obnoxious name? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to do some name calling right here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. Ow! What we've got here is failure to communicate. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harland Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. Hong Kong, toot toot, beep beep. You are rolling down the Harland Highway with me, your your little buddy in the back seat, Harland Williams here. And are you stuck in traffic? Are you sitting in traffic right now? Hmm? Or are you on the lucky side of the highway? Huh? You know what I mean. You're going down the highway, cruising along. You're just booting it. You're probably up in the 60, 75 mile an hour zone. And on the other side of the highway, you know, the traffic going the other way. Somewhere, something went wrong. There was an accident or there was a jumper or a big rig flipped over. And everyone on the other side is just sitting still for miles and miles and miles. It's like FEMA told everyone to evacuate. But all it is is some dumbass had a little fender bender and it's blocking the whole highway. But you don't care. You're going down the other side, aren't you? <laughs> You're flying. You're looking at all those losers stuck in the other side. <laughs> Suckers. I'm going to be home eating hot chicken noodle soup in about five minutes. And you'll be lucky if you get home by the end of the week there on the other side of the highway. But you know what you're doing. You're looking out the window laughing. You almost want to give them the finger. They look so pathetic. Yeah, you're getting a little cruel inside. But you're, you're digging it. You're, you're, you're feeling superior to the people sitting in the other side sucking down exhaust fumes. And then it happens. Oh, sweet justice. As you're there, gloating over your good fortune about how easily you're rolling down the highway. And you're so busy watching the losers on the other side. 
or you bump into the fender of the person in front of you that's also gawking over there and self-absorbed in their fast movement. And now you're going to be late because you're all crunched up and you're going to cause the other side to get backed up. <laughs> oh, gotta love that. <laughs> that guy from The Simpsons, right? Whenever uh, you, you, you make a misstep, whenever Bart puts his foot in his mouth or falls down or steps in a pile of dog duty, there's that guy. I think his name's Nelson. And he just got that mocking laugh. Says it all, man. <laughs> it's just so vile. It just cuts right through you, right? It's just a stupid little laugh, but somehow it just says it all. It's just all rolled away. You're a loser. You're an idiot. You're a failure. You screwed up, and everyone's laughing at you, and it's all represented by this. <laughs> Did you have one of those when you were a kid? Did you have that 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 go-to little button you could press that that mocking laugh or gesture that told the whole world that uh you know the person you you uh pointed it at was a loser? <laughs> I think we all did. I don't even know if I remember one of mine. But I do remember my cousin, man. One of my cousins. I got a whole bunch of cousins. And my cousin Christopher, who's probably one of the funniest guys I've known in my whole life, um, he's like a year younger than me, and we grew up together. We're like brothers, right? And Christopher had this little thing, this little <laughs> thing that he did that was so just just accomplished the same thing. And this is what he would do. He'd walk up to people, like if, if he saw you make a misstep, which you didn't want to do around Christopher because this guy, killer wit, killer funny, fast on his feet. He just had a knack for putting you in your place, man. But if he caught you making a misstep, he would walk right up to you, stand there, look at you, and then what he'd do is he'd, he'd get his thumb and his finger and he'd pinch his nose. Right, he'd pinch his nose, and he would do this. He would go, ah. <laughs> That's what he'd do. It's how obnoxious is that? So with one hand, he'd do that, and with the other hand, he'd point at you just so everyone knew that that ridiculous offensive noise was being directed at you. So let's say you stubbed your toe or smashed your head on a on a board or, uh, you know, something blew up in your face. And just to make sure that everyone knew it and that you knew it, he'd walk right up to you and go, uh. <laughs> oh, God, I hated it. I, I He never really did it to me, but. Man, I was there when he did And it would just devastate people, especially if you're a kid, right? It's like kids aren't good with handling being mocked and ridiculed. And it's it's one thing someone says, oh, you're an idiot. What a loser. What a goofball. You know, at, at least you that's in, in your realm of uh, comprehension. You can at least process or process the... Uh, you know, the words, words from the English language like loser and doorknob and 
dipshit, you know. But how on earth do you process a guy running up to you, pointing, and going, <laughs> like a like a rattlesnake or something? <laughs> and I got to tell you, I've tried to get that into movies. You know me with my movies. I always try to, uh, I always try to, um, you know, improvise my own little things and stick my own little uh, things in there. And. Uh, as a tribute to my cousin Chris, I just, one of these days, I'm going to get that in a movie. And that thing's going to, like, become the thing to do. And kids all over America will be going, <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> oh, that would be awful, man. It's just awful. You don't, you don't want to get, <laughs> To your face. You just don't. I mean, try it. If you want to try it, try it. I mean, go go look in the mirror. And what you do is you, you, you start the noise, you grab your nose, plug your nose, and kind of simultaneously point to yourself in the mirror with your other hand. Just point to yourself, like accusingly, confrontationally. Just stand in the mirror and start the both of you. Go, go to the nose and then start pointing and just go, uh. <laughs> Oh, God. It's awful. Even doing it to yourself, doesn't it just sound awful? Ugh. So there you go, man. That's the one I remember from my childhood. And uh, let's hope, if you if you ever want to know who my cousin is, you know, if you ever hear the nasal rattlesnake, you know, take cover because that's my cousin Christopher coming coming down the track. <laughs> and uh, I'll I'll leave it there, man. I got to go get a Kleenex after all that. Uh. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd! You doing something this weekend? Hmm? You going out of town? You going to Paris? What's with Paris? Hmm? What's with Paris Hilton is what I'm talking about. Since when do we get to name our children after cities? I mean, when did that start? When when was uh, the name of a city your God-given birth name? Hey, what's your name, man? Oh, my name's Dave. What's your name? I'm Moscow. What? Yeah, this is my brother, uh, Bakersfield, and uh, this is my sister, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah? What's your last name? Pennsylvania. Your sister's name is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah? Yeah, well, I've been in your sister, dude. What's that supposed to mean? I've been in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, man. What were you doing there? Oh, uh, what wasn't I doing there? I was eating, I was driving, I went to a show... I saw a movie in Pittsburgh, PA. Hey, don't call her PA, dude. That's impolite. Oh, excuse me. What's her middle name? 97213? Wait a minute, that's a zip code. Yeah, that's Pittsburgh, PA zip code. Stop naming your kids after geography. Unless, of course, they're really, really fat. And then you got no choice. Hey there, Portugal butt. <laughs> All right, I got a jet. I'm off to Paris here on the Harlan Highway. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Debbie Timer, and I'm your life coach. I am my baby's mother's sister's daughter, and it's time to get a life. Your life. Hi, I'm Dr. Debbie Timer, and welcome to the show. Today we'll be taking your calls from all over the country and finding out what's on your mind and what's making you tick. So let's go to our first caller. This will be Barbara Bryn Walters from, looks like, North Carolina. Go ahead, Barbara. You're on the air with Dr. Debbie Timer. Oh, hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you today? I'm good, child. How are you? I'm I'm most excellent. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. What can we do for you today? Okay, that's common. Um, we live in troubled times. We live in stressful times, and many people feel a little anxiety, child. Well, it's not just a little anxiety. Maybe I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, Dr. Debbie Timer. Okay, why don't you elaborate for me and my audience? Well, I'm watching the news a lot, Dr. Debbie. <laughs> okay. Um, let's stop the giggling, first of all. It's not helping. Uh, maybe it's just a nervous giggle because of all the anxiety I'm feeling. <laughs> I said, stop the giggling. Okay, sorry. Now, what is it, my child, that you're feeling anxiety about? Well, I've been watching the news, Dr. Debbie, and all this talk about Iran getting a nuclear bomb and a nuclear war happening. It's really troubling, and I'm having trouble sleeping at night thinking about it. And why should that trouble you, my child? It's far overseas. I'm just afraid if there's a nuclear bomb, then bomb, bomb, drop, drop, and bomb, bomb, go boom, boom. I'm sorry? Bomb, bomb, go boom, boom, Dr. Debbie. Okay, what does that mean? Bomb, bomb, go boom, boom. Well, you know when a bomb drops? Yes. And the noise it makes? Yes. It goes boom. Well, in the cartoons. Well, anyways, if a a bunch of bomb drops, they go boom, boom. Okay, you know... Go boom, boom, Dr. Debbie Timer. Okay, let's stay in the real world and use adult words. <laughs> boom, boom, go boom, boom, Dr. Debbie. <laughs> stop the goddamn laughing. Just fucking stop it, you idiot. Oh, that, that was harsh. Look, I understand your anxiety about Iran, okay? As the political temperature ratchets up over there and Iran wiggles their finger at the world and intimidates the world with their rhetoric and their political banter and their nuclear agenda that nobody wants. What does the nuclear agenda mean, Dr. Debbie? Nuclear agenda means that they have a commitment to creating a nuclear weapon. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, I need you to stop with the bomb, bomb, boom, boom thing. But Dr. Debbie, 
Why are you saying everything twice, you fucking idiot? I work at a Kinko's, Dr. Debbie. What does that have to do with anything? Well, Kinko's is a copy place, and we make copies. And? Well, I'm so used to doing everything twice, I say boom, boom, go bomb, bomb, when bomb, bomb hit ground ground. <laughs> Stop the fucking laughing, you fucking tard. What's a tar, Dr. Debbie? It's short for retard. Now knock it the fuck off, child. Wow! I don't know if this is helping with my anxiety. Well, I'll tell you what. You're getting my anxiety up by talking like a retarded Down Syndrome baby. Oh, my God! Now let's stick to the point. Is there anything else, my child, that's causing you anxiety? Well, um... My, well, it's kind of embarrassing. Spit it out. My husband likes me to do strange things in the bedroom. Okay, are we talking sexual acts? Yes, Dr. Debbie. He wants me to... And I don't know how to say this. Yes? He wants me to pleasure him. Okay, that's what people do in the bedroom, my child. He wants me to go down, down on his mushroom, mushroom, cap, cap. Okay, are we going to go with the double talk again? Sorry, Dr. Debbie, I work at a coffee shop. I thought you said you worked at a coffee shop. I th yes, that's what I meant to say, but we do have a coffee machine there, so I guess it's a coffee shop. It's a coffee shop with a coffee machine. Okay. What? How old are you? I'm 39, Dr. Debbie. <laughs> Stop the giggling. And I'm loving life, but I need this anxiety to go away. Well, how about this, my child? Yes? How about I make you go away because you're causing me anxiety and you sound about as smart as a dead fucking skunk bubbling on the side of the road on a hot summer day, you dipshit. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Your words hurt, hurt, and cut, cut deep, deep. Okay, hang up on this mentoid. No, I have more to say. Hang up on this illegitimate bastard child. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Stop the goddamn... Hang up on her. Hang up on this idiot. Hang up. Wait, boom, boom, go bye-bye, Doc Doc. Shut up, idiot. <sighs> okay. Uh, can we screen our calls? Because that dipshit is giving me a migraine. <sighs> okay. We're going to be back. We'll take more of your calls. And thank God. And um, we'll be back. I'm Dr. Debbie Timer. Your sister's daughter's lover's god sister. I'm Dr. Debbie Tyler, life coach, and we'll be back. Seriously? Boom, boom, go bang, bang? What the f Oh no, don't, don't let her call back. Hang up. If you'd like to make a call, thank you. Hang up and wow. Intense, man. Dr. Debbie, uh, a little, little riled up there today. Yikes. Just an innocent, uh, sound like a wonderful young lady calling in looking for a little boy. Take a chill pill, Dr. Debbie.
Man. Uh, anyways, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, have you done plumbing in your house? How old is your house? Check it out. My house, I don't know how long my house has been in existence. I think it's been up for like 40, 50 years or something like that, maybe longer. And um, there's this old battle going on uh, behind the walls and in the ceilings of your home between galvanized piping and copper piping. And galvanized is the old school piping where it's just like metal piping that went through, you know, the, uh, the whole fabric of your house. All your all your uh, all your faucets and your dishwasher, your washing machine, everything was hooked up to galvanized pipes. These silver metal called galvanized pipes. And what they discovered is that galvanized pipes had a short shelf life. And I don't mean like eggs where they're only good for four weeks, but in the world of eroding metals uh, you know, these things over, over the years, over the decades, start to deteriorate. So we're talking after 20 to 40 years, uh, these galvanized pipes start to show their age. They start to uh, get calcified and they uh, start to rust. They start to uh, buckle under the, the stress of the water pressure and, and they start to drip and yada, yada, yada. And sure enough, you know, I had some uh, leakage starting to show up in my ceiling and uh, water was dripping and then that causes the paint to buckle and blah, blah, blah. And then you have to rip the drywall open, open up your ceiling. And so I've been going through that madness. And, uh, you know, my guy who's a great guy uh, showed me where the leaking was. And you could see the water dripping and you could see the rust and the calcium buildup and so blah, 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 we had to strip out a bunch of this old galvanized piping, and eventually you'll have to do it too. It's just the way it is. That's, it's, it's the way the chemical makeup of, of the material just breaks down. It's like picture a, a healthy young teenager turning into a senior citizen and starting to fall apart. That's what these pipes do. So what they do is they put copper piping in, which is more resilient and I guess has a much longer shelf life and uh, doesn't rust and corrode and all that stuff. But it's expensive. And where I'm going with this is what freaked me out is when they pulled the piping out, okay, the guy showed it to me. And, you know, you're talking, uh, you're talking about pipes that have, you know, the, the circumference of maybe a nickel or a quarter even. Okay, that's what they are in diameter, the roundness of the pipe. And I'll be darned if I looked inside that uh, you know, n- number of these pipes and the, the, the buildup of rust and, and calcium and, and minerals and whatever builds up in these pipes was almost horrifying man like there was somewhere it was just a little bump and then there were other ones where it's like i i can i could barely even see down the pipe the clumps of gunk that had solidified and i'm not talking like solidified like you could poke it out with a stick i'm talking this stuff had solidified to the point where it actually like you know, clumped into metal or, or giant chunks of iron ore or something. 
And I'm sitting there going, good Lord, look at all this rusty gunk and crap. And there was one pipe I couldn't see through at all, barely. It was just like somehow it was full of like sediment and little particles of sand and silt and even little chunks of gravel. And I'm like, what the hell? This is city water, man. And it started me thinking. I mean, I never drink tap water for starters. I haven't drank tap water in, you know, 50 years, and I'm only 19. Hello. Um, but uh, it just made me think, what what the hell? The, the, the water that, that I'm showering in, that I'm cooking with, that I, you know, drink occasionally if I have to, it, it's coursing, it's washing over all this rust and all this sediment and all this dirt. And all these particles, it's just like, ugh. Not healthy, man. So visually it didn't look good. And, uh, you know, it it kind of stunk. And it's just amazing to see how a piece of metal could grow all that stuff. And then obviously I started thinking about uh, my heart. And my heart valves. And, and the arteries and the veins going into the heart. And I started thinking, oh, God. This is kind of similar to what they tell you happens with your with your with your heart. It gets clogged up with calcium and plaque, and uh, and it was weird. It's like I started uh, make drawing the uh, comparison to, hopefully not my heart, but just to a heart. I was like, oh God, this this is what it looks like when you get in there and you got you got it. You don't have a good healthy heart. And uh, so what I did is, well, I had my guy there is, uh, well, I had my contractor and his team there. I had them lay me down on the dining room table, uh, cut me open with their jigsaw, and uh, reconfigure my heart with copper piping. It was amazing. Um, So I'm totally good to go for another 300 years, man. They took out all the uh, galvanized uh, arteries and tendons and veins pumping into my heart and uh, full-on copper, full-on copper fittings, pipings, elbow joints, everything. Uh, I'm good to go. I'm about, I think I'm about 12 pounds heavier, Um and going through airport security has not been easy, but man, I can I can do the stairmaster for twelve years straight. I can uh, you know give me a bucket of butter in one hand and some chicken grease in the other, and uh, let me drink. Daddy wants to drink. Uh, my heart is unstoppable. Forget it. I'm I'm joining the uh, Kenyan long-distance Olympic running team this summer. I'm starting to train. I can just go and go and go. And I can drink hot water and cold water and do laundry inside my system now because I've got the right plumbing for it. (laughs) So there you go. Um, I don't know if you've had this battle yet with your house and the, uh, the galvanized and copper piping, but you will. It's coming. And, uh, you know, I recommend you get your own uh, internal system done while they're doing it. it. It saves a lot of money to just do everything at once. So good luck, happy showering, and uh, enjoy your new fish tank. Ooh.
Okay, okay, okay. You know what? I've had it. I've had it with electrical cords. Oh my god, I got so many electrical cords under my desk. It literally looks like somebody spilled a plate of spaghetti on the floor. They are coiled this way and that way. I feel like I just kicked open a snake den. It is crazy. They are more tangled up than a bunch of perverts at a creepy orgy. Then you go to unplug them and sort through them. Oh my, forget it, man. You'd have better luck doing a Rubik's Cube with a blindfold on. It's like untangling fishing line, man. Come on. When are we going to be done with the electrical cord, huh? Hello, Wi-Fi. Hawaii Five-O, Wi-Fi. I wish there were, like, cord police. No more cords. If you get caught with cords, you're going to jail. Book them, Dano. Get rid of the cords already. I don't want any more. I don't want to plug in one more thing. There, I said it. I'm unplugging the cord right now. I'm so over cords, I'm unplugging it here on the Harland Hut. <laughs> Lucky we were at the end of the show for that to happen. Uh, wow. Good timing. Good timing right there. Synchronicity, man. Synchronicity, man. Um, hey, thanks for being here. Sorry the show's over, but it's over. What, what do you want me to do? We can't talk forever. We're not a copper pipe. We can't just go on and on for eternity. Um, But I hope you had a great time. Um, Let's go through some announcements. Don't forget, you can call me at 323-739-4330. You can write to me at harlowilliams.com. And you can get us on Stitcher Radio for free if you download the app for your cell phone and uh, program in the Harland Highway. Don't forget to visit our store at harlandwilliams.com and uh, all that groovy stuff. Stand-up comedy coming up uh, April, April 27th, 28th, 29th at the uh, Pittsburgh Improv. Yeah, baby, yeah. And the reason I've been a little light on the stand-up dates lately is that, as you know or don't know, I'm shooting a new movie right now. Um, and uh, I've, been, I've been doing that. That's like uh, just over a month I'm working on this new movie. Um, Michael Rosenbaum, Nick Swartzen, uh, really, really fun, cool comedy project. More like a dramedy. I'll fill you in more about it uh, when we get done. Um, but having a blast and uh, keeping the highway moving along. And I uh, hope you're enjoying it. Please tell your friends. Get your friends to join the highway. I'm making you the ambassador. I'm uh, I'm making you the ambassadors of the Harlan Highway. And it's up to you to walk up to your friends and go, Hey, man, you got to listen to this thing. you got to subscribe. you got to get on board with the highway. You're missing out, man. You're missing out. You're a loser. You're not on the Harlan Highway. Uh. Yeah, give them one of those. Humiliate them. Make them feel like they're a loser for not being a pavement pounder. That's your job. All right? (laughs) So there you go. That's all we got for today. Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby, and... (laughs) 